Hello, friends. It's Karen with Salty and Bright. And today I have a return guest. I have Pastor Ray Saba with me, and he's the lead pastor of the Life Church of God Worship Center in Kaduna, Nigeria. And last time we talked about the importance of prayer. And today we're going to talk about the dangers of prayerlessness. Welcome, Pastor Ray. Thank you very much for this opportunity to actually be on the show with you. <laughs> right. Well, like we did last time, we're going to start out with prayer. So if you don't mind, if you could just bless us. Our Lord, we thank you. We appreciate you. We give a praise. Thank you because you are a God that answers prayers. And you will answer prayers to encourage us, Lord, to pray the more. We appreciate you and we give you all the glory and all the praise. We ask in the name of Jesus that the words that will come out of this place will be spirit and to be life to pierce even, oh God, to the dividing asunder of spirit, soul, and body of our listeners. Thank you, Father, because you have heard us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ray. So um, to kind of give a little synopsis of the last conversation, we were talking about why we pray. And, and it is important to pray. We talked about, you know, connecting to, you know, humanity connecting to divinity in in prayer and that's us reaching out to our creator our heavenly father and having conversations and the benefits of doing that so today we're going to dive into the um the dangers of prayerlessness thank you very much once again uh mrs Karian. you know there's this song writer or this song a hymn actually that has existed for a long time he said what all because we do not carry everything to, to god in prayer yes god wants us to pray yes. jesus wants to pray in one of our points the last time when we uh were speaking mm -hmm. uh we discovered that prayer was something valuable to god yes. and we saw that jesus was an intercessor, a prayer, like what we call it here, a prayer warrior, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we saw that in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, and in Revelation chapter 5, verse 8, we saw that prayer was something that that God loves to breathe. Uh, he, he just enjoyed the environment where prayer is being better. But there's also another statement that Jesus made. He was actually quoting from the book of Isaiah, where Isaiah said that my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Now, Paul defines what the house of the Lord is. Mm -hmm. Paul says, you are the temple of God. What it means is you are the house of God. You are the tabernacle of God. God lives in you. So if you are the house of God, and then the uh, uh uh, the house of God must be known or be called the house of prayer, then you are supposed to be called a people of prayer, a person of prayer, yeah. right? But yeah. you see, when you fail to pray, what happens is you allow your body to become a den of thieves. What is a den of thieves? A den of thieves is where criminals always sit to, up, to strategize, to go commit havoc and so on and so forth. Yes. Now, now, being prayerless, makes you to become a den where sickness can come and breed, where poverty can come and breed, 
where all the negative things that Jesus came and died to set you free from. Because salvation is about being saved from, being yeah. saved from, being saved from sickness, being saved from sin, being saved from disease, right? Jesus came to save us, right? He came to give us salvation. But when he gave us this salvation, he also gave us a weapon for us to live our life successfully, which is the weapon of prayer, Yes. right? But we have met this, our body, that is supposed to be a house of prayer to become a den of sickness, a den of poverty, a den of lack and want. But yes. if I was you, you're going to get angry or I'll get angry and declare and say, I refuse to become prayerless. Yes. I refuse to become prayerless because a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. A prayerful Christian is a powerful Christian. So tonight, I'm going to look at five different uh, 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 sobering results. Permit me to use that, right? Yes. I'm going to look at some result of prayerlessness, the effect of prayerlessness in your life as an individual, in your life as a Christian. Yes. Right? Number one is that you have increased stress. Now, I am giving you this thing based on my experience. Yes. Right? I've prayerless in the past before. I've been prayerful in the past. And I can tell you the difference, the differences when you are prayerless and when you are prayerful. One yeah. of the things that you discover as a Christian that was prayerful and now becoming prayerless is that you begin to notice that you are unnecessarily stressed out. Mm. You have rested very well. You have done everything that you need to do to free yourself from stress, but you just notice the stress and the stress keeps increasing. So there is increase in stress because of what? Prayerlessness. Yes. Prayerlessness will make you to lack strength. You are just weak at every given time. The time that you want to study, you just notice you are stressed. You cannot study. Mm. Now this affects, this affects not just your spiritual life or your spirituality. It affects every area of your life. Yeah. How do I come to know all of this? While I was in school, those days, I would stay awake all through the night. I will pray from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Then I will go to, to sleep. By the time I sleep, I'll get back to, to the hostel by 6 o'clock, and I will take my bed. And then I will come to class by 7 a.m. People who were sleeping all night, I still get to class before them. By the time I get to class, I am alert right in class. Meanwhile, the people who slept all night are in class sleeping. What happened? The difference was that I had destroyed stress through prayers. Stress through prayers, or rather, stress is actually a, is a result of prayerlessness. So what then do you do when you notice that you are stressed? I'm not saying that when you are tired, you will not rest. No, that's not what I'm talking about. There's once, okay, assuming you have rested, assuming you have slept, assuming you have done all that you need to, to do for you to, to feel refreshed, but you are not feeling refreshed, just know that prayerlessness is, is responsible for your increased stress. Number two, lack of desire for God. God wants me and you to actually, or possibly maybe you have something to say with regards increased stress. Maybe you have your own experiences. Well, what I was going to say is when you're praying, yeah. You're, you're, commun you're, you're communicating with God, you're spending time with God, right? 
And scripture tells us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So you're going to be experiencing mm. a level of freedom, freedom from stress, freedom from worries, because you're giving it to God. Mm. And, and so that's my take on, on being prayerful, then you would not experience yeah. stress. To add to, to that, worry is one of the greatest things that sap out your strength and gives yeah. you a lot of stress. But you see, you cast your worries upon him in prayer, yeah. right? Jesus yeah. says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But for you to get the rest, you have to come. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. Yes. Huh? He said, cast all of your cares upon him because he cares. You do all of these words in prayer. So if you fail to pray, then you are actually inviting yourself to a stressful life. Number two, lack of desire for God. Yes. A prayerless Christian will always lose enthusiasm. Mm. He will always lose enthusiasm. Yes. In Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12 and 13, it says, let the fire continue to... Okay, you want to read it? Go ahead, please read it. I have to find Le- it. <laughs> Leviticus. Chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. All right, 12 and 13. Leviticus 6, 12 and 13. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning on it, and it shall not mm-hmm. be put out. And the priest mm-hmm. shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall yeah. burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall never be, sorry, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. That is your passion for Jesus, your passion for prayers, your passion for God should continually be born in your desire, enthusiasm towards God, towards wanting more of God. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The more the songwriter, Sinatra, will sing. She said, the more I know you, the more I want to know you, right? The more I pray, the more I want to pray. The more you pray, the more you are being drawn to want to pray. But you see, when you begin to fail to pray, what happens is that you begin to lose that passion, that, yeah, he said, the fire upon the altar, your heart is actually the altar of God. God dwells in your heart. He said, the fire upon the altar, right, shall ever be burning. The enthusiasm upon that altar, the desire for God, to want to know more of God upon the altar, shall ever be burning. It shall never go out. In fact, it should be increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing. But you see, the way it's going to be increased is going to be by prayerfulness, but when you fail to be prayerful, what happens is that you begin to lose the fire. The fire begins to wane. The fire begins to go down. Before you realize it, the fire is out. And when the fire is out, you just discover that spirituality no longer interests you, right? You have just lost the desire for God. So if I was you, what would you do? Refuse to actually be prayerless. Because when you are prayerless, you begin to lose the passion mm-hmm. for God, the passion and desire for Jesus. Yes. And then you begin to pursue other things. Meanwhile, the Bible says, "Seek give us the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. But yes. you, you will not convert the scripture to be seek every other thing and then the kingdom will be added unto you. You see, the reason for all of this is what? 
lack of desire for God. Yes. Lack of desire for God. Make up your mind. Make a decision never to be prayerless. If you have something to say, before I go to the next point. I'll, I'll share that, you know, scripture tells us time and time again that when we, when we search for God and how do we search for God with our whole heart, we will find him. But the whole point, the whole point is that you're having conversations, you're seeking after God through prayer. And so you yeah. will find him. So when you stop praying, you're not seeking anymore. And then before you know it, that fire is gone and you don't have the desire anymore to do the things of God. To you don't have the desire, when you don't have the desire, what happens to you is, is opposite to what David said. He said, as a deer panted for the water, so panted my soul after you. Yes. So spend my soul after you. Now, when you lack desire for God, what is you? There's nothing to be filled. Jesus yes. said, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled." Yes. Until there is a hunger, you see me when I go to the place of prayer. I begin to pray. I say, "Lord, stir up a hunger and a thirst for you in me." At every given time, yes, I know that I have been enjoying you. I've been enjoying your presence and so on and so forth. But then, Lord. As the deer panted for the water, I want my soul to pant for you that much. Stir yes. up a hunger and a thirst for you. Stir yes. it up. Because I know when there is a hunger and a thirst for Jesus, what happens is that I'll be filled. I'll be filled. Yes. But prayerlessness will deny you these privileges. Make yes. up your mind never to lack enthusiasm. Yes. And you achieve that by becoming prayerful. Number three. This one is one of the toughest. What you must not lose is called the loss of joy. Mm. Prayerlessness will make you to lose joy. Yes. Now, in I think it's Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. It said, with, with joy shall you draw water out of the well of salvation. A lot of things that joy will do in your life. In fact, anything you expect of God, you will pull it out with joy. Joy is like a container that you use to pull water out of a well called salvation. You pull your healing, you pull your miracle, you pull your whatever you are looking for. In fact, the book of Nehemiah says the joy of the Lord. Is it Nehemiah or I think Ezra? He said the joy of the Lord is your strength. The yeah. joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, if you lack joy, it means you lose strength. Yes. Yeah. Your strength is not whether you are free from sickness or free from disease. Your strength is based on whether there is joy. When there is no joy, just know that you have lost your strength. And if you lose your strength, there's a lot of things you cannot get. The book of Proverbs says it. He said, if you faint in the day of adversity, he said your strength is small. The reason your strength is small is because there was no joy. And when there is no joy, you can trace or you can diagnose the problem to be that prayerlessness was responsible. Yes. And don't want to confuse joy with happiness. Yeah. So happiness, happiness is inside of joy. But joy cannot be inside of happiness. Yes. Right? The joyful person will be happy. But not all happy people are joyful. Reason is your happiness most of the time is dependent on what good happens to you. Yeah. Right? 
But yes. the joy of the Lord has nothing to do with what happens to you or what did not happen to you. If at all, it's going to be based on what happened to you is the fact that Jesus came into your life. It's the fact that you have the Holy Ghost. It's the fact that out of your belly is flowing rivers of living water, rivers of living joy, and so on and so forth. Right? So what then do you do? By all means, guide against losing your joy. Guide against losing your joy. There's a lot you are going to benefit having your joy intact. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Number four, it says, you will focus on temporary things. Your focus will no longer be on the kingdom of God. You know, we say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, mm-hmm. and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes. Seek ye first that kingdom. Seek it. Seek it. Seek the kingdom of God. Now, your focus has been changed to temporary things in Colossians chapter 3. Maybe let's look at that. Colossians chapter 3. Yes. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Got it. Colossians 3, verse 2. Set your affections on things above and not Mm. things on the earth. Mm. You see that? Set your affections. Let your affections be on things above, right? Yes. Not on things on the earth. But you see, the prayerless Christian is the one whose affection is always on what he can get. Yes. Earlier, we were having a conversation with you how how doing things for people or wanting to leave the word of God on behalf of someone or rather helping somebody to achieve something brings some kind of joy and happiness. And you feel like you are the most successful person on earth. Now, no longer is your life dependent on what you have or what you don't have. But is dependent on what you are giving out. Yes. You see, why is all of that like that? It's because there's someone who decides to be prayerful, and then his mind is not thinking of himself, he's thinking of things above. The only thing that consigns him is how to please the Father who is in heaven, or yes. how to do things that will make the Father in heaven to be joyful. To be happy, you know, God can be joyful, right? The Bible says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. The word grieve means do not sadden the Holy Spirit, right? So, if the Holy Spirit can be saddened, it means you can make him to be full of joy, right? So, if my affection is set on things that are bold, then I tend to make God to be happier and enjoy me as an individual. Yes. You see, you see, but then when my affection is on temporary things things that are on the earth. I'm thinking about what I'm going to wear. I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat. I'm thinking about where I'm going to sleep. Jesus said, take no thought of such things. Yes. Birds of the air, they neither toil. Say, but your father who is in heaven, he clothes them, he feeds them. How much more you? So he said, do not take thought of this thing because your father knows that you need all this thing. He said, but seek for his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek for his kingdom and his righteousness. So, let your affection not be on temporary things. Let your affection be on things that are permanent, be on things that are above, 
And the only way for your affection to be set that way is that you are a prayerful Christian. I'm not even asking you to go and praise the Lord. I'm praying in the name of Jesus. Make my heart to be set on things above. No, just become prayerful. Just be praying. Intercede for souls. Intercede for, for the lost. Intercede for churches. Intercede for your nation. Intercede for missionaries. Intercede. Do things. Think of. Be praying. Suddenly you just realize your heart. Some things don't move you any longer. People yes. are buying cars. It doesn't move you. If, if car come to you, well, you take, take it and give God the glory. If it does not come, it still does not move you. Right? Paul puts it this way. He said, for me to, to die is gain and yeah. to live is Christ. So whichever, I'm not bothered. To yeah. die is gain, to live is Christ, right? Now, that's a man whose affection is on things above, not on temporary things. And when your mind is on things above, you will not be afraid of anything. You will not be afraid to die. Yes. You will not be afraid to go out and preach the gospel. Why? Because your mind is what is set on things above. You understand? All right. So lastly, lastly, a prayerless Christian is a failure in evangelism. A prayerless Christian is a failure in soul winning. The Bible says, he that winneth soul is wise. He that winneth soul is wise. If you fail to win soul, it means there's a level of wisdom you don't have. I'm trying to be very moderate with my choice of words, right? I, I, I don't want to say you're foolish, but you can answer that for yourself. He that winneth soul is wise, okay? He that does not win soul is what? You know what it means. Do you understand? Now, now, what am I saying to you, right? Your prayerlessness is responsible for failure in evangelism. Yes. You lose boldness. You lose confidence to want to reach out to people. But when you are prayerful, there's this confidence. There's this thing that is boiling within you. You want to tell somebody about Jesus. You want to go out and win souls. You want to draw men to Christ. You want to tell somebody about the good news. That even though they are living in death, there is someone who has a life for them. There is Jesus who cares about them. Yeah. There's Jesus who wants to save them. You see, that is only possible. That is only possible when you become prayerful. Because only a prayerful Christian, the spirit will begin to minister unto. Listen to me. You want to be prayer, you want to be a soul winner, become prayerful. You want to be uh, set your mind on peaceable, become prayerful. You want to be full of joy, become prayerful. You want to have more enthusiasm for God. You want to have more desire for God. Be prayerful. You want to reduce stress in your life. Be prayerful. And I bring this to a close. Again, the Bible says in Luke 18 verse 1, Jesus told this parable to prove to men that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. If you are not praying, you are fainting. If you are not praying, you are fainting. If you are not praying, you are fainting. Thank you for this opportunity. And God bless you, Richie. Thanks, Pastor Ray. <laughs> Bye, friends. Thank you.
Thank you, Pastor Ray. We really um, appreciate the valuable points that you've pointed out today. I'm just going to do a quick recap. So the effects of prayerlessness, one, we um, increase in stress. Two, lack of desire for God. Three, the loss of joy. Four, the focus on temporary things. And five, failure in evangelism or failure in soul winning. So I want to encourage you, if you're finding that um, you are not as prayerful as you used to be, or you were never in the practice of being prayerful, that be encouraged, start praying today, get into the word, because you're going to want to pray and remind God of what he has said. So you want to definitely get into the word and you want to get into just talking with God, conversations with God bring into remembrance the things that he has said, because his word will not go back to him void. So you want to start building up your spirit, man. You want to start increasing your hope, decreasing your worry and stress and hopelessness. You want to increase your hope by prayer. You want to dive into the things of God. You want to, um, you want to be desirous of the things of God. And the more you pray, the more the things of this world will not be as enticing or you will not be caught up in being of the world. You know, we are in the world, but we're not to be of the world. And prayer, being in prayer will help in that area. And, you know, what we see is temporary. Everything that you can see with the natural eyes, those things are temporary. And what you cannot see, those things are eternal. So we, there is a spiritual realm, there is a natural realm. The spiritual realm, you cannot see, those things are eternal. So you want to make sure you stay in prayer so that your eyes will be opened and you will start, you'll be able to start understanding more that what we see is temporary. And then you'll be able to focus on eternal things through prayer. And then you want to definitely um, make sure that you are answering the Great Commission. Jesus told us that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're supposed to be preaching the gospel, raising the dead, healing um, the sick, cleansing the leper, and delivering those who have been oppressed by demons. Those are things that as Christians, we should be doing. And so we want to make sure that we're connecting to our poor source. We're connecting with our almighty God through prayer, charging up ourselves so that we can go and be and do all that God has put us here for so that we can fulfill our purpose here on the earth so that we can run a good race. Paul says that we should run a good race and, and we're supposed to go for the prize, right? So do that. Step one, pray. So if you find that you're not praying or you have lost the desire for the things of God, be encouraged today. Start praying. Thanks, friends.